Hey there, hockey fans. You are listening to episode five of Bear Tracks. As always, I'm your host, Orlando Solo Bears play-by-play announcer Jesse Liebman, here to give you the latest update on Orlando's pro hockey team and the hockey world at large. Uh, first, some news for today's episode. As we continue to work from home and practice healthy habits in addition to frequent hand washing and social distancing in the midst of the novel coronavirus pandemic, we have introduced a COVID-19 relief bundle that you can purchase for $30 on the Orlando Solar Bears website. This includes a team-branded t-shirt and a team-branded face covering, the net proceeds of which will benefit Feeding Children Everywhere, which is a local 501c3 charity that has helped package and distribute over 127 million meals to children and families in need. These are pre-orders for the COVID-19 relief bundle. You can also go the a la carte route and purchase a single face covering or a single t-shirt, but all net proceeds ultimately will go to benefit Feeding Children Everywhere, a great cause and one the Solar Bears are happy to partner with and get behind as we, along with the rest of the Orlando Magic sports properties, continue to find ways to help give back to the community in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, some major news outside of the sphere of the Solar Bears, but there is kind of a tie-in uh, in the sense that the Charlotte Checkers released a statement on Wednesday indicating that their affiliation with the NHL's Carolina Hurricanes, both of which the organizations occupy the state of North Carolina, uh, it appears the Hurricanes are preparing to end their affiliation and cut ties with the Checkers organization and enter into an agreement uh, pending the cancellation of the American Hockey League season. There is some speculation that that could occur as early as next week. Uh, but once that is done and the American Hockey League turns the page to 2020-21, that the Hurricanes will then affiliate with the Chicago Wolves of the American Hockey League. The Wolves had been the affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights for the past two seasons. Vegas has purchased the San Antonio Rampage from the NBA's San Antonio Spurs and are in the process of relocating that organization to Henderson, Nevada for next season. So with Chicago in need of an affiliate and with the Hurricanes who have their general manager Don Waddell, a name that should be familiar to fans of the IHL Solar Bears as he was the original general manager and an RDV sports executive during his time in the City Beautiful. When the IHL Solar Bears folded in 2001, at the time Waddell had moved on to the NHL's Atlanta Thrashers uh, and they were in need of an affiliate after the 2001 Turner Cup final claimed by the Solar Bears and the IHL ceased operations. The Solar Bears along with the IHL uh, and the Wolves were a, an option that the Thrashers ultimately settled on. So there is some familiarity there between Waddell and the Chicago Wolves management and ownership staff. And consequently, as a result, uh, it looks like the Hurricanes have uh measured some of the pros and cons geographically speaking it's a little inconvenient now for the hurricanes who no longer have the benefit of being just about two hours down the road from their top developmental affiliate but that being said uh, every organization in the nhl has different priorities not all nhl teams own their affiliates there are still some independent clubs out there in the american hockey league chicago being one of them charlotte was also independently owned i, I believe the hurricanes did have a minority stake in the team, but nevertheless, uh, it is, for all intents and purposes, an independently owned club. Uh, and in the case of the Hurricanes, uh, they've made the decision. I would I would liken it to what the Utica Comets have with the Vancouver Canucks. They are the two most geographically distant 
NHL and NHL part NHL and American Hockey League partners. Um, but with Utica, they are centrally located in New York, in close proximity to several other American Hockey League opponents. And the thinking is that these players that are assigned to the American Hockey League team, in the case of Utica, you've got Syracuse, Binghamton, uh, Toronto, Rochester, all, all nearby, all essentially within a day's distance of travel. And that allows you to have a, a much easier travel schedule. It leads to players being back in their own beds uh, for the most part and being able to practice at their home practice facility the next day. Uh, and that really is what the American Hockey League has shifted towards in the last several years is that emphasis on development and being able to get quality practice time and and quality reps and quality ice time. Uh, and in the case of the Charlotte Checkers, they're kind of on an island unto themselves. There's not really any nearby American Hockey League opponents. That is a benefit that the Chicago Wolves do have in the sense that they're nearby Grand Rapids, Iowa, uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs, Milwaukee, all very close opponents for the Wolves. That would be my guess as to the, the motivation behind that move. But again, that news breaking on Wednesday and still very much in the formative stages. Nothing officially signed, dotted, and crossed just yet. Uh, but again, back to Solar Bears news. As we pointed out, Don Waddell, the former GM of the IHL Solar Bears. So that connection there. Uh, but beyond that, again, the Solar Bears producing now this COVID-19 relief bundle with the proceeds to benefit Feeding Children Everywhere, $30 per relief bundle, includes a t-shirt and face cover. You can visit orlandosolarbearshockey.com slash shop slash COVID hyphen 19 hyphen relief to purchase today. Our guest on today's episode of Bear Tracks, for the last two seasons, he has patrolled the blue line and is considered by many to be a fan favorite, a player with a booming slap shot from the blue line. And after the season was canceled in March, he had to make his way home to his hometown and province of St. John's, Newfoundland. Cody Donahue joins us on this week's episode of Bear Tracks. Joining us now on Bear Tracks, a fan favorite of the last two seasons, he is defenseman number 44, Cody Donahue, coming to you from St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Cody, uh, it's been a, about a month and a half since the season came to its end back on March the 11th. Uh, for you, you're wrapping up your second season in Orlando. And for you, you're, you're in a very remote area of, of North America uh, with St. John's being out. I think it's a little bit closer to Portugal than it is to, to <laughs> Orlando uh, out in the, in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so what was that process like for you, first of all, just to get home after the season had came to an end and, and you had to make that decision? All right, well, time to head home. Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a whirlwind. Um, it, you know, it was definitely something that nobody was preparing for, uh, you know, especially after the season. I think all Canadians just kind of wanted to get home because there was uh, there was the threat of, of, of the borders being closed, which which they did after to only uh, essential travel. But, but yeah, it's definitely been uh, it's, it's, it's definitely been eye opening for sure. Like, I mean, traveling back through the Orlando airport uh, was absolute madness. People trying to get in through. Uh, getting through customs and things like that. It was, it was definitely, uh, definitely something to see, but, but it's been okay. You know, I've just been transitioning into the off season. So it's, uh, it's not too bad. I haven't been doing a whole lot, but, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely crazy times right now. 
Now, for you, are you currently staying at home by yourself, or are you with your parents or other family members in St. John's? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a I had a place set up for uh, for the summer, but but right now I'm just living living back at home uh, with my mom and my brother. I think it's definitely uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to be alone during a time like this. It seems that St. John's, uh, it, because of the, the factor that it is so remote out in the in the middle of the Atlantic, in a way, it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you're kind of isolated from mainland Canada and the rest of North America. But on the other hand, uh, it seems that it's kept the, the coronavirus kind of at bay. I think most people have been kind of on lockdown. Uh, only 258 confirmed cases, uh, according to my most recent information, and only, uh, only three deaths. Certainly any deaths as a result of this, certainly tragic, but that's got to be somewhat optimistic that you're in a province like St. John's, especially where everyone, uh, or rather in Newfoundland, where everyone is so clustered together, especially in St. John's, right on the water, mm-hmm. uh, that, that the deaths are only limited to just uh, three so far. Yeah, for sure. We've been we've been taking it very serious down here. Um, I mean, the, the one incident that we did have, I think it was someone, uh, j- j- I, again, I'm just hearing this on the radio or whatever, but somebody came home from a trip and uh, they d- didn't self-isolate for two weeks and went to a funeral home. And then uh, they ended up being positive with the coronavirus. So I'm sure they passed that on to a lot of people. And I think there was something like, God, I think it was something like 70% of the cases uh, in Newfoundland were related to that one incident. So it goes to show how serious it is. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to we're all going to keep keep social distancing and uh, staying healthy. Now, for you, what, what is your daily routine? I imagine you're getting a little bit of cabin fever at this point with it being uh, close to the 60 day mark, uh, give or take. Uh, what are you kind of doing to break up that monotony uh, living at home with your mom and your brother? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been tough. Uh, it's been a change. I think everybody's going to have, uh, some new normals, uh, you know, go, going forward. But for me, I've just been trying to keep a routine. Um, you know, I, I got some gym equipment from, from the gym and the trainer that I train with in the summer. Uh, so I got a little, a little gym set up in, uh, in my shed and in my backyard. So I try to keep a routine with that. Um, and then I've been playing a lot. Of, been playing a lot of Xbox with my buddies, uh, watching watching a, a whole lot of Netflix. You know, I, I there's there's not much to do. So that's, that's been, 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 been the big watch for you on uh, on Netflix. I've been watching that. Uh, I've been I've been waiting for that new MJ series to come out every uh, every Sunday, and that's been that's been real good. I like that a lot. You know, it's been remarkable. I've been watching a little bit of The Last Dance, too, and that seems that 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 series is the talk of the sports world. And just how uh, I think you and I were – we were both born around the the same time, late 80s, early 90s, uh, kind of near the the end uh, of of Jordan's career when he was on the downswing, winning those those three championships uh, from 96 to, to 98. And it really is remarkable just how how ruthless ruthlessly uh effective he was at, at just getting the best out of out of his himself and his teammates yeah it's crazy it's crazy to see you know all the all the stuff that he went through uh to get to to get to those championships and I was watching the last night and and the moment when they give him what <clears throat> or what I should say when he wins the his first title it's crazy man um you know and and like you said how he how he gets the best out of all his teammates it's it's crazy how intense he is, and, and and being able to bring that, you know, every every day to the rink or to uh, to the court, you know, it's 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 definitely contagious. 
You know, I want to see the one thing that I think they they kind of underplayed, and I guess it makes sense given that the the focus of this whole series is Michael Jordan and the the late '90s Chicago Bulls in, in their quest for that third consecutive championship. But I, I think what I want to see more of now is more of the Detroit Pistons. Like those guys just oh. just completely pissed everyone off. Yeah, they were they were bullies, man. That was that was crazy watching that. And then when I was watching yesterday, I was looking it, it, and when they were saying how you know how hard they used to go against Jordan and when they double team him or triple team him, whatever, and and seeing Dennis Rodman and stuff like that, man. Those guys those guys are crazy in Detroit. You know, it, it definitely is a, an interesting. Interesting look, and certainly probably I, I would guess my understanding of basketball is fairly limited compared to hockey. But I would have to imagine that that was the the premier rivalry of the late uh, late eighties, early nineties, and, and even carrying into into the mid mid nineties as well. Um, speaking of, of rivalries, uh, it, it was another busy season for the Solar Bears. Uh, a couple of uh, tough games down the stretch. Uh, a couple of big wins, though, as the Solar Bears picked up. Uh, the, the last win of the season was uh, a 3-1 victory over South Carolina the final night of the season before it was put on hold. Uh, what was the feeling like in the locker room after that game? How soon did you know about what was happening in the rest of the sports world as, as the coronavirus uh, had, had made its way into the NBA and, and ultimately kind of created that, that trickle-down domino effect uh, across all of North American sports? Yeah, um, I think after that game um, in the dressing room was when we all kind of got word that uh, that the NBA was 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 shutting down for for the foreseeable future, I guess you could say. Um, so that that was all kind of we all kind of you know I was pretty crazy, but and then I think it was a day or two later that the the other leagues kind of started to follow suit. So it was definitely uh it it definitely sucks obviously you know i think it's a situation where where everybody loses you know i don't think anybody wanted the season to go this way everybody put in put in some long hours for for 60 games you know so would like to uh would like to see it go to another way but you know some things are more important than hockey for you you're a player that led the team in games played this season 60 out of 62 uh the grind of, of minor league hockey, and in particular the ECHL, we, we've talked about it before, just how, how how competitive it is and how much of a grind it is with all the travel, the wear and tear uh, on the body and mentally as well. Um, for you, though, what 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 worked for you this year and able to, to maintain that, that level of durability? Um, you know, I think a big thing for us was uh, was, was Drake and, and his off days. You know, I think, I think he's great for that. He lets players... Uh, you know, just kind of relax and and get away from the rink and and whether it was myself or LeBlanc going in saying that, that that guys might be tired or whatever, he was always okay with giving us a day off. Um, I think that really helps when when you have your coach on the same page as the players like that. Um, but yeah, you know, just just all the little things, working out when you can, um, eating right, making sure you're you're eating healthy as well. Uh, I think that that's just kind of that's fuel for your body. I know after your first season, uh, which you, you kind of came on the scene with a bang, 43 points in 64 games uh, when you were assigned to Orlando through the San Jose Sharks organization. Uh, after uh, you hit free agency and were able to re-sign with the Solar Bears for this past season, a uh, bit of a down year statistically 
uh, notwithstanding the the number of games that you managed to to play and get into the lineup on, on a consistent basis. Um, but for you, a lot a large part of your effectiveness, what we saw in the first year, was that one two punch that you formed on the blue line with Michael Brodzinski. And at times this past year, you and Brodzinski were found yourself on different pairings. Uh, how were you able to kind of get through that that slog of the season where uh, you you have that level of comfortability with with Michael Brodzinski, who, who you also were assigned with through San Jose uh, and also came back to the Shoulder Bears this year as a free agent. Uh, how, how were you able to kind of get through that this year? And certainly there were a lot of uh, ups and downs uh, for you as you made your way through the season, but what kind of kept you level-headed through all of that? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, it was definitely uh, definitely a bit of a down year where I wasn't, wasn't producing at the level I was last year. Um, you know, I think that's something that, that every player uh, experiences, um, you know, it's it, it it's not my first time going through going through a bit of a slump, and I'm sure it's not going to be my last, um, you know. But I just tried to kind of control control what I could control, um, you know, play play my game, play the right way, uh, play a full sixty minutes, just kind of show up and and bring that intensity every night, um, you know. And you know, sometimes the puck is going in, and sometimes it's not. You know, I think I think the main thing is to to make sure you you continue to do the right things and. Uh, you know, I hopefully, hopefully things will start going your way in regard, in regards to, uh, playing with Brodzy, you know, me, me and him are best buddies off the ice too. So we, we have a ton of fun out there. Um, you know, we're both similar players. We both like joining the rush. Uh, we're, we're both pretty offensive. Uh, he's, he also, he's also really good on the power play, you know, so it's, it's definitely fun playing with him. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. For you th- this past season, um, uh, hang, hang on, uh, we'll, we'll edit this out. I just kind of lost my train of thought there. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Damn it. Ah, I hate when this happens. All right, so it's about 12 minutes in. I just got to make a note of that so our producer yeah. can, can edit that out. Um, Cody, for, for for the Solar Bears over the, the past two seasons, the, the one remarkable thing uh, – Always see, that always seems to come back to within the locker room is the it's a word that has become sort of cliche over these last few years in, in pro sports, but culture. Uh, what can you speak to with respect to the, the culture in the locker room, especially uh, how with how things ended with the season? It seemed that there was a lot of positivity in the locker room uh, over the final weeks of the, what was going to be the regular season or at least leading into it. Right. Um, you know. I think one thing in this league is uh, is is that there's so much turnover. Uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to to maintain a, a core group on the team. Um, you know, but but we've had guys who who've been in Orlando for multiple years now, so I think we definitely have created uh, a culture that 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 people want to be in. Um, you know, it's it's it it goes to show that the the organization treats its players very well. Um, like I was saying earlier, how you know guys guys definitely enjoy playing for Drake, um, but but we're all close off the ice too. So I think that's huge. And I think that translates um, immediately onto the ice when you have a good team chemistry, uh, you know, so I think that's, that has been big for us. And I think it will, it will continue to be important uh, in the future as well. You began the year uh, with an invite to training camp with the Tampa Bay lightning uh, along with Clint Windsor. Uh, and he had a pretty impressive season. Ultimately after the season came to an end, uh, he was signed to an American league deal for the remainder of this season with the Syracuse crunch and the oh, hold on. Are you still there, Donnie? Yeah, I know. I, I just got to, I'm back. Yeah. Okay. It's still working. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll restart that question. You okay. you started the season with, or hold on, let me start again. You started the season in training camp with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Orlando's NHL affiliate, along with Clint Windsor. Uh, by season's end, Clint had earned himself an American League deal with the Syracuse Crunch for the remainder of this season, uh, if it is going to be played, and all of next year. Uh, what did you see out of him uh, that that led to his ascension and, and his development this year? What steps did you see that he was able to take? Uh, you know, I was I was I was very happy for Clint. Uh, I think he definitely deserved that. Um, you know, just. I think he, he was he was showing up to the rink every day with with the right attitude, the right mindset, uh, putting the work in, whether it was in practice or in the gym, um, and you know he and and it translated into into his game on the ice. You know he was definitely definitely a backbone for us, and he gave us a lot of confidence playing in front of him. So I think that's always huge for a goalie who can go out and do that every single night. Uh, you know, and and give give your team that confidence that uh, that they need to win. I was I was really happy for Clint this year. Who else uh, on the roster did you see maybe take some strides from from your vantage point? <sighs> um, I thought I thought Lebs LeBlanc had a had a great year for us. I think uh, he he was consistent all year. I think Olson had a breakout year. Um, you know, just just the way he was putting the puck in the net, uh, being able to forecheck guys. Uh, you know, I think he definitely had a couple massive hits this year. Um, Brodzy had a great year again. Um, yeah, I think, and 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 again, getting back to that core group, I think that is kind of the core group of the team. So it's good to to try to be able to keep to keep those guys together, you know. And it's and it's, it's nice to see guys having good seasons for sure. With the the season ending under the circumstances that it did, I imagine guys were probably all uh, scrambling to make sure that they could get travel plans out of Orlando and to wherever home may be for them, whether it's in the United States, in Canada, as was the case for you, or in the case of some of the Tampa guys back in Russia. I know with uh, Alexei Lipinov, uh, Oleg Sosinov, Mikhail Shalagin, those guys probably heading home as well. Um, over those final, I would say, 48, 72 hours uh, that the, the team was together, what, what were you guys doing uh, collectively together as you were kind of processing all of this? Yeah, um, you know, it was definitely no, – no one really knew how to react to it. You know, it's it's obviously the first time that, that we've seen something like this in our lifetimes. And, um, yeah, it was just it, it was just kind of weird, uh, you know. And I think, I think guys are still processing it. I know I am, um, you know, just kind of being with the t- – or the, the, the given timeline and there's, there's no end date, you know, you, you kind of start to worry about the, the, the beginning of next season, whatever. Um, but, but yeah, we were all just kind of hanging out, just trying to, uh, just trying to, to talk about things, you know, we were remembering some things throughout the year, um, you know, just, just some, some key points. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all just kind of hanging out, trying to, trying to get through it just like everybody else is. You're a guy that, that has, as we talked about, you're a hometown kid in St. John's. Uh, that that city, I certainly have a, a fondness and an affinity for. After the team made that visit during March of 2019 uh, for three games against the Newfoundland Growlers, and really what blew me away was just the the sense of community, the sense of belonging, even amongst visitors uh, that you're treated with by all, all the locals. Uh, certainly, downtown St. John's very tourism heavy. Uh, I would imagine that the the in St. John's the the local economy has certainly taken a hit, as has the economy worldwide. Um, but with respect to give us give us a sense of just uh, what the the local feel is, or the the sentiment is among the populace in St. John's, your hometown. 
Yeah, um, like you said, you know, it's definitely a tight knit community. Um, but yeah, the the local businesses are for sure going to take a hit. Um, you know, on the radio and on the news, they're they're continuously saying for everybody to to shop local and uh, you know just to kind of help out your 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 local businesses because I think they've obviously been the backbone of St. John's. Um, you know, for for years and 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 they will be for years to come. And I think that's that's such a big thing for tourists to come down here and see all those little those little shops that people own and things like that. That's what you know. That that's what keep us going and. And hopefully, hopefully after all this, that their 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 business is gonna well. Ho- I mean, hopefully that they're they're all able to stay open. You know, it's definitely definitely tough financial times for a lot of those businesses. But but yeah, I mean, hopefully this once this clears up in the summer, we'll be able to uh, to to get things back. I know we talked a little bit, Cody, about some of the things that you're doing to keep yourself entertained. Uh, one of the things that I've I've found myself doing, uh, especially now that. There are no games. We're not on the road traveling. Uh, in the season, my eating habits just go out the window. A lot of times I find myself, even when we're home, uh, I find myself just getting takeout somewhere or yeah. going to a, a local sponsor, be it Qdoba or, or something along those lines, just because we know that you know within a day or two, we're going to be going out on the road again. I think this year the travel schedule was so crazy that it, it just disrupted even my habits at home. Sure. Uh, lately, though, I found myself doing some grocery shopping, setting aside some time. Now that we have the time to prepare myself a nice meal, uh, what are you doing? What's in the ki- in Cody Donahue's kitchen that uh, you've been making lately? Cool. Um, I actually have been cooking quite a bit. Um, last night, I actually had uh, butter chicken with the with the naan bread. That was phenomenal. Um, I don't know. Some mornings, some mornings I'll wake up and cook a bit, uh, a massive breakfast. You know, uh, get some waffles going, things like that. Uh, I'm a big, big coffee guy. I've been, been. Uh, I actually bought a new coffee maker as well, so I've been, I've been messing around with that a little bit. But, but yeah, I, I don't mind cooking. I'm a big, big chicken guy. Like chicken and rice, or just, or just kind of switch up, switch up the way you cook chicken, so it's something different. Uh, I had, I had homemade pizza one night. That was real good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's you put me on the spot there. I don't I don't know what else I've been cooking. I had, had tacos a couple nights. Um, big taco guy as well. How about you? What are you been eating? You know, the funny thing is, I went out grocery shopping and I've been on a big acai bowl kick lately. I've been just getting a lot of frozen acai and just getting a couple of strawberries, bananas, blueberries, a little bit of peanut butter, a little granola. Throw that all in together into a blender. And just kind of go to town on that. So, oh, yeah. uh, smoothies, the, the smoothies are huge. I'm been making a lot of smoothies as well. You know, I, I also bought a breakfast uh, sandwich maker. Believe it or not. So basically, you you <laughs> lay a maker. It, it, it keeps the thing in one. It, it reduces the the amount of prep time that you have to worry about, or like all the all the different dishes. So you throw in. Uh, an English muffin, you throw in an egg. If you want to throw in some cheese or some meats like bacon or ham, I'm not much of a ham guy, but it just kind of layers everything perfectly. It cooks the egg uh, evenly. Wow. So, and clean up, it makes clean up a breeze. So I've been, I've been using that and getting some use out of that lately. And, but, and, and it actually works or what? Is it, it, is it a good breakfast sandwich? You know, it's, it's, a, it's phenomenal. It, it, oh. it was top rated uh, home appliances that I saw on Amazon. I think it was like 25 bucks. And I, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be home. Let, let's see. Let's see if, if, 
if this is uh, worth all the hype. And lo and behold, it's been pretty good. So I've been making a ton of breakfast sandwiches. I'm probably eating the healthiest that I have in a long time. As as, uh, Drake always tends to give me a hard time, he always reminds me breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And so (laughs) I'm trying to skip my breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny but it's in quarantine man and stuff like that it's i think this might be the easiest time to to kind of let the let the good let the good eating habits go because you're just you're home you're home so much and you're you're, you're constantly snacking or, or you're just watching netflix or, or or things like that it's you know it's, it's it's definitely easy to uh to get off track as well so you talked about getting a coffee maker i've never been a coffee guy cody but you you've been saying you've been fiddling around with that so well, what can that coffee maker of yours do uh, you know, it's just, it, it can, it can make a couple different kinds, like the, the lattes and things like that and the espresso. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just been, uh, I've just been experimenting with it a little bit, you know, getting some, uh, some vanilla hazelnut, um, yeah. And getting some caramel in there every now and again, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's like you said, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So I like starting my day, uh, waking up with a, with a nice coffee. So for you, when you're in season coffee is uh, even though like i said i'm not much of a coffee drinker but coffee is it seems to be such a big part of a hockey player's morning routine for whatever reason it's just guys coming out of the hotel especially on the road getting up early in the morning getting to the rink for morning skate or, or practice if you've got an off day uh what is your go-to when you're not showing up to the rink if you're popping into a little cafe or a starbucks on your way to the rink uh on a game day What's Cody Donahue's go-to coffee beverage? <laughs> um, I like switching it up a little bit, but uh, this year, whether it was we, we were on the on on the way to, uh, like you said, on on the way to the rink for a game or practice, uh, me and Brodzy would usually get a, a caramel macchiato from uh, from Starbucks, an iced caramel macchiato. Actually, those were that was phenomenal. Uh, I used to man, I used to have mine gone and probably before we'd even get to the rink but but it's it's real good and if you haven't had it you should uh you should give that a go now i have to ask if you're if you're hitting up a starbucks how many ways can a barista spell cody <laughs> oh man <laughs> i've had i've had a couple weird ones uh c-o-a-d-y uh i had c-o-d-i once i've never i've, I've never <laughs> never seen cody spell like that but um i don't know i think i think those guys in there are just they're, they're purposely trying to screw it up sometimes, I think. Now, of course, Cody isn't even your, your given name. It's actually Dakota for yeah. those who don't already know at home. So I can only imagine how much of a, a, a pretzel you'd put some of those baristas' heads into if uh, you told them that your name was Dakota. Yeah, I don't even – yeah. yeah, I mean, I, again, not, not many people – well, I guess a lot of people know now because it, it was on the – we did a little uh, a video thing about it this year or whatever, but – but yeah, a lot of people didn't know that uh, my real name was Dakota because I've always been by Cody ever since ever since I've been a baby. But but yeah, I I, I just I, I stick with Cody. So Cody, uh, as we are now kind of getting into the final months of spring, what would have been kind of the the middle of a theoretical deep playoff run for the Solar Bears uh, and the rest of the ECHL. Uh, and now getting into summer, uh, there has been some news about the NHL trying to restart uh, and, and complete the 1920 season and then abruptly uh, get right into the 2021 season. Uh, there's been a report earlier this week 
uh, an unnamed source claiming that the American Hockey League may just be deciding to, to shut her down uh, and it'll just be the NHL. Uh, as we get into these offseason months uh, and kind of get into that hot stove mentality, uh, what's been kind of some of the things that you've been hearing uh, from the player side of things? Um, yeah, I mean, we've we we all still stay in contact uh you know but but like i said i think i think a lot of guys are still just kind of trying to process uh process all this you know it's definitely some uncharted waters um for everybody but but yeah you know obviously we'd all like to we'd all like to see uh we'd all like to see things start back up you know i'd love to love to watch some nhl hockey i mean as nice as it's been watching some uh some old time hockey that that they've been playing uh you know i'd love to see them continue uh, continue with the NHL. So, you know, just so, so we can get some sports back on the TV as well. Now for, for next season, uh, it could be very well that, you know, if the NHL plays through the Stanley cup playoffs and starts maybe late October, November, that could, uh, that can make some, for some interesting lineup decisions, uh, for a lot of American hockey league and ECHL teams, uh, as, we head into 2020, 2021, turning the page on, on the current ECHL season and prepare for next year. Uh, what do you see uh, in the in the potential future for the career of Cody Donahue? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, there's there, there's definitely a lot to think about this off season. Um, you know. I've, I've been I've been getting offers from uh, from some European teams and things like that. Um, but you know, I think. I, I I loved it in Orlando again this year. Um, like I said earlier, again we had a great core group down there. Uh, I, I love playing for Drake, so that's always important. Um, you know, I think I think a, a big thing that goes into uh, my decision to to where I want to play next year. You know, is if you're is if you're happy off the ice because you spent obviously you you have a lot of time, a lot of free time in your hands. So I think that's an important thing for me. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. I, I haven't really thought much about, uh, you know, obviously it's entered my mind, but I've just been trying to kind of just clear hockey out of my mind for a little bit where, where this is probably the, the longest off season that any of us have ever had. So, you know, I'm just, just kind of taking it day by day and I'm, and I'm sure once, once things start back up and, and once we get a, a, a clearer idea of, of what's going on, uh, I'll, I'll be able to make, uh, make some, make some important decisions. He is number 44 defenseman Cody Donahue joining us. Thank you, Cody, uh, for stopping by on Bear Tracks. Uh, take care and uh, definitely be safe uh, and continue that social distancing up in St. John's. Give my best to, to your family and friends. Perfect. Thank you very much. I will do. A big thanks again to Cody Donahue for joining us on this week's episode of Bear Tracks. And best of luck to the Donahue family and the people of St. John's, Newfoundland, as they continue to make their way through this coronavirus pandemic, certainly not hit nominally in, in the same numbers as some of the other provinces in Canada or other countries throughout North America and the world, but all important nevertheless, we want to reduce the spread, contain this virus, flatten the curve, practice social distancing, keep washing those hands, and we are going to get through this. One of the ways that you can help get through this is with the purchase of a Orlando Solar Bears COVID-19 relief bundle for $30, visit the Orlando Solar Bears website uh, to purchase your pre-order today of that COVID-19 relief bundle, the net proceeds of which will support feeding children everywhere. Uh, you can also donate to the ECHL COVID-19 Player Relief Fund uh, to support the players that uh, unfortunately lost a substantial portion of 
potential earnings with the cancellation of the ECHL season back in mid-March in the final about three or so weeks that would have been left to play on the regular season schedule. You can visit ECHL.com slash COVID-19 Relief Fund today to support that initiative as well. As always, continue to check our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash Orlando Solar Bears. For Twitter, at Orlando Hockey, and Instagram, at Solar Bears Hockey, as we continue to provide you content throughout all of this work-from-home period, many of us trying to, to break up the monotony of our days. Uh, we try to provide you with uh, a laugh or two or maybe an, a way to interact with your favorite hockey team. You can also send a video clip of your child or maybe yourself uh, playing hockey, whether it be at home or a previously recorded footage from an earlier game that you might have gotten into. And I will be happy to personally do a voiceover calling that goal as if it was on the ice at the Amway Center for an Orlando Solar Bears hockey game. You can shoot me an email, broadcast at orlandosolarbearshockey.com. Email me that video, and I will try to turn that around as fast as I can and send that to you. We'll post it on social media as well. But just uh, something to, to get you through uh, the the next few weeks as we appear to be on the right track towards getting through this coronavirus. But as always, uh, it's been a pleasure recording again. Another thank you to Cody Donahue for joining us on this week's episode. I'm Jesse Lieben, and you've been listening to the latest episode of Bear Tracks. Catch you next week.